Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen for your sports break for this April 12th edition as we'll talk about some of the greatest events and people and sports and athletic history associated with April 12th. And uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, let's make sure you know about our social media presence. We are on Twitter at Pigskin Dispatch and the Pig Pen Sports Hub will pop up. And that's us. That's us. Sports break. Your sports jersey dispatch your pigskin dispatch and everything in between as we try to bring you some of the great things on social media there so make sure you give us a follow there we certainly appreciate it and also follow us on facebook we are at pigskin dispatch and we'd love to talk to you now let's get into our football history headlines for the, the day from pigskin dispatch and we'll start off on april 12 1940 in the nfl had a rules revision that came out this day. It was the reduction in the penalty of clipping. Now, according to the footballzebras.com website, up until then, 1940, the offense might as well have given the ball to the defense immediately if they got flagged for a clip, which was a block in the back anywhere at that point in time. But before 1940, a clipping penalty was a 25-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. You know, today... Clipping is a 15-yard penalty, but it's a block in the back below the waist. A block in the back is a 10-yard penalty. That's when it's clearly in the back above the waist. So they've tamed that down just a little bit, made it a little bit more punishment for the crime, as we say, and uh, did a really nice job of doing that. We have a few Hall of Fame football birthdays for this day. April 12, 1870 in Fort Barraconis, Florida. That marks the birth of Winchester Osgood, who played halfback for Cornell University from 1888 to 1889 and again came back in 1891 to 1892 and also played for the Penn Quakers in 1893 and 1894. Remember the restrictions on uh, participation and eligibility were a little bit different in college football back then in the end of the 19th century. Now he had a great record at both schools. The Cornell uh, Big Red was 28 and 8 when he played there and the Penn Quakers they went 24 and 3 as him as a teammate. So quite a great collegiate career and uh, you know can't get much better than Winchester Osgood. As a matter of fact the College Football Hall of Fame inducted him in their museum in 1970. We got plenty more on this gentleman on Pigskin Dispatch for this April 12th edition. Also on April 12th, Mike Garrett was born April 12, 1944, and you might remember him. He was Southern Cal's Bell Cal halfback in the area of 1963 to 1965. He was born on this day. He uh, was quite the player. You know, he ended up scoring 30 touchdowns. But besides his rushing games, he was also very versatile. He was uh, one of those, you know, gadget backs that could do it just about anything in his career he caught 36 passes returned 43 punts and returned 30 kickoffs and even threw six forward passes quite a player in mike garrett now he was inducted in the college football hall of fame in 1985 and after he graduated college he played in the nfl for the kansas city chiefs and san diego chargers uh, a little bit in the AFL, a little bit in the NFL, 1966 to 1973, and he was an all-pro halfback in the NFL. 
April 12, 1966 in Hollywood, Florida, Lorenzo White, the standout Michigan State Spartan running back from 1984 through the 1987 season, was born. Now, Lorenzo rewrote the school and Big Ten Conference record books and remains a Spartan's all-time leading rusher even to this day. And uh, quite a remarkable back he was. He had uh, 23 100-yard rushing games during college and 43 rushing touchdowns. Some more great uh, information on him on Pigskin Dispatch for this April 12th. Make sure you check that out. He ended up going in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1987. And after college, he ended up playing in the NFL for the Houston Oilers and a little bit with the Cleveland Browns after a Pro Bowl season in 1982. Uh, with the Oilers. So just some great things we have over there on Pigskin Dispatch. Now, before we get into some of the other history, let's go into our friend Jay Daniel and his 80sbaseball.com website where he graciously lets us talk about some of the things he posts on his dailies, which are quite remarkable with complete with photos, usually a great baseball card from the era of the 1980s. And Jay celebrates that 80s baseball in such great fashion. And uh, get to share a little bit with you today here. Uh, first of all, we have a few birthdays uh, for April 12th. And among them are Charlie Lau, who was uh, born to stay in 1933. He uh, was a big factor in George Brett becoming the hitter he did for the Royals. And uh, also Mike McFarlane, who, uh, who played in 1987, 1988, was born uh, you know, in the state April 12th. Also April 12th birthdays are Jose Alvarez, uh, played with the Braves for quite a while, but a whole decade of the 80s. And Bill Lindsay, who uh, ended up playing for the Chicago White Sox during those 1980 seasons. They had some uh, big signings on this day, April 12, 1988. The Orioles signed Tito Landrum as a free agent, and uh, he didn't have a great season after that, but great signing on them the least. And a, a major league debut in 1980 on April 12th for Bruce Hurst, who uh, made his debut, but it didn't go so well as he surrendered five runs in one inning uh, to his opponent, the Brewers, that day. Check more out on 80sbaseball.com and uh, not only dailies, but uh, Jay has some great uh, items and great articles that he posts over there as well. Great reading for any time for you. So 80sbaseball.com. Now let's go to our website, jerseydispatch.com, and we have posted some excellent things with, with jersey numbers and uh, borrowed some from some other inspirational websites, which we'll get to in a second. But April 12, 1909, the city of Philadelphia's Scheib Park, later known as Connie Mack Stadium, had its very first Major League Baseball game played this day. Hometown Philadelphia Athletics claimed an 8-1 victory against the Boston Red Sox to open up the ballpark venue in quite style. On April 12, 1970, the New York Yankees dedicated plaques to a couple of their former stars. Number 7, Mickey Mantle, and Joe DiMaggio's number 5 were celebrated that day. And one of those inspirational websites is NBA.com, and we're going to share a, a few items that they share with us for April 12th on NBA.com. You can find this. April 12, 1954, the Minneapolis Lakers became the first team to win three NBA titles in a row by defeating the Syracuse Nationals 87 to 80 in game seven of the 1954 NBA playoffs. The first three-peat in NBA history. And a few years later, April 12, 1958, number nine, Bob Pettit scored 
50 points as the St. Louis Hawks, who missed the championship by a whisker just a year earlier, beat the Boston Celtics 110-109 in a thriller of Game 6 in the 1958 NBA Finals to dethrone the Celtics as the NBA champions. Wow, what a way to win with one point in that Game 6. April 12, 1996, Indiana's number 31 Reggie Miller hit six of 11 attempts from three-point range during the Pacers' 111-101 road win at Orlando, becoming the second player in NBA history to reach 1,200 career 33-pointers. Wow, that's just uh, amazing, 1,200 three-pointers. Amazing. NBA.com is where we got that from. Another website where we like to look at and uh, get some great information and some inspiration is Vintage Hockey Jerseys website. VintageHockeyJerseys.com is the name of the website. Make sure you check them out. April 12, 1938, the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1 in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals to win the 1938 Stanley Cup Championship. Eight American-born players skated for Chicago, which was sort of unprecedented at that time, as they won their second Stanley Cup. April 12, 1960, the Montreal Canadiens defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals with number 9, Maurice Richard, scoring his 82nd National Hockey League playoff goal. This was the last playoff goal of the Rockets' brilliant career. April 12, 1992, the St. Louis Blues number 16 star Brett Hall became the third fastest 300 goal scorer in NHL history, right after number 99 Wayne Gretzky and number 66 Mario Lemieux, scoring his 500th career point in a 1 to 1 tie as the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota North Stars skated to that draw. And that is some great sports history from VintageHockeyJerseys.com. Make sure you check them out and uh, NBA.com as well as Jay Daniels for some of those great items that they shared with us today. And thank you for joining us and sharing a little bit of sports history. Hope it brought back some fond memories. Maybe you learned something about a player or an era. That's something you can talk about later with family and friends. And make sure you let them know that you got it on Jersey Dispatch Podcast as we sure love to have more listeners and viewers at jerseydispatch.com. Until next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com, not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.